0: Welcome to Steel Mountain's Data Center. Our facility meets diamond specifications and features a tier 10 certified build and design, providing you with a safe, rock-solid fortress for your
1: data needs. All of our facilities implement comprehensive security... Including... Hello, friend. You've got mail.
0: Welcome to another episode of Hello, Friend. This is a podcast all about the amazing show, Mr. Robot. My name's Margaret, and Henry is with me again this week. And we're continuing to talk about season one of Mr. Robot as we head into the season two premiere. And today we're talking about Exploits, episode five of season one. And basically, this is all about the attempt of F Society to penetrate Steel Mountain, which is being positioned as the most secure data facility in all of the United States, directed by Jim McKay, written by Sam Esmael and David Iserson. Henry, what did you think of this episode?
2: Uh, I thought a lot of things. Um, I, I thought, you know, this examination of people's weaknesses and Elliot's self-proclaimed ability to be very good at reading them kind of sets him up in an interesting arc where he encounters both his rivals in, in the drug trade as well as the corporate sphere and gauges their weaknesses and they gauge his
0: I liked it a lot too. And if there was a rating system of up to five malwares, I'd give it four out of five malwares. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was a great caper story. And there, was, there were a lot of really cool logistics in terms of how they all interrelated. And a lot of the themes of the story did center around the idea of exploits, which I think we all know what that means, but it's something that's commonly used in computer jargon in the tech industry.
2: Yeah, and exploits can work a lot of different ways. Uh, people can build on top of exploits. There are whole communities that are built up around exploits, like the hacker communities and such. Sometimes exploits can be completely hidden and a source of power.
0: In true Mr. Robot fashion, this episode focuses on exploits of, of systems and protocols and structures, but also exploits of the human variety as well.
2: Yeah. So a lot of human weaknesses on display, right? Uh, You have your vices, drugs, sex. You have the weaknesses of ego and the way that people feel about themselves, self-esteem. And then you have long-term exploits, like the way in which Elliot remembers things that his mother said to him, and it still impacts him to this day so that he can recall that thing and draw upon it when he's called on to demean someone else.
0: I think that's a really good point. And I guess there were essentially a few main stories that were unfolding in this episode. One is the whole situation with Fernando Vera, the drug dealer whom Elliot managed to hack and frame. And there were some really humorous, if you can call it that, interactions between Fernando and his attorney with Fernando's brother Isaac present.
1: I wish I had better news for you, Fernando that you're getting out meeting. This is only as much as I could carry.
0: DA has more. How long is it going to be?
1: We're talking years. Yo, you playing? You get our people out. That's your use to us.
0: They have a solid case. For every charge they're going to lay on you, they have these binders. Your Twitters, your Instagram.
1: That they wouldn't figure this shit out. They can't, bruh. I'm telling you, it was airtight, V. Fellas, this isn't the imitation game. The code here is not
0: that complicated. Besides, who told you to put your business anywhere near social media?
1: My aspirational little brother. You know how much money we saved last year? Made our whole operation way more efficient. We were careful.
0: You tweeted about every transaction your business was involved in. That is the opposite of
1: careful it's no wonder an anonymous tip turned you in who called in the tip this is what is meant by anonymous It is now spilled milk the information got out and now they're coming down hard there's no plea on the table they're gonna lay murder one on you i ain't pleading anyway man can't sentence me that is a cosmic responsibility
0: and basically fernando was undermined by his extreme social media presence and gang code words he was using via social media.
2: So Elliot identified that as his exploit, uh, Fernando's exploit, and was able to exploit that, pun intended, to get him uh, arrested and put in prison where he faces a long term.
0: His brother was and on the one hand, trying to run as efficiently as possible, but basically completely caused the downfall of Fernando and the whole operation. And even this apparently good attorney who doesn't really seem to be too afraid of them, even she feels like they have their work cut out for them, given the binders of evidence they have against them. And
2: in a way, Fernando's younger brother's argument that they were trying to save money by by doing something that was clearly not secure it's something that big corporations do too. It's something that, in this context, is talked about in a criminal operation, but it's the same thing that happens on the corporate
0: level. Yeah. And then we cut to the other part of the story, one of the main parts, which is basically F Society and their attempts to get into Steel Mountain. We see them in a diner and how they go about obtaining access to employee IDs. So they find an exploit in Steel Mountain that is is people. It's built by people and people are fallible.
2: And it's interesting because they go into the situation having done, they think, the kind of research necessary to do these exploits, looking at the background of these people and kind of going through this Mission Impossible sort of background check of the various people involved. And in the end, it turns out to be the very basic things that are common to all human beings that they exploit.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty cool how the show always does seem to give you some cool technical ex exploits or escapades but they always bring it back to the human to the individual and remind us that we're the ones who make and use technology and therefore we're, we're part of that system in, in some ways.
2: And so the human being becomes the exploit that no matter how complex or how secure the system may be as represented even by the physical architecture of steel mountain with the vast architecture and infrastructure and the fire departments and the roads that they show off, that man, it comes down to the, the human being and that's what they're able to exploit.
0: Totally. And we saw that with that poor gentleman, Bill Harper, the one who was there giving Elliot a tour of steel mountain. Once Elliot had an ID and got on the inside and Elliot, it, You could tell it it was really hard for him, but like you are saying earlier, he conjured up images of, of his mother and was able to basically abuse this guy into submission because they had done all this research on him, on Bill Harper, and knew that he could be completely exploited in that way. Think about it, Bill. Think about what?
1: If you died, would anyone care? Would they really care And maybe they'd cry for a day? But let's be honest, no one would give a shit. They wouldn't. The few people that would feel obligated to go to your funeral would probably be annoyed and leave as early as possible. who you are. That's what you are. You're nothing to anyone, to everyone. Think about it, Bill. Cause if you do, if you let yourself, you know I'm telling you the truth. So instead of wasting any more of my time, I need you to go call someone that matters. Because, Bill,
2: you don't. And if you really listen to the insults that Elliot says, they're really basic and almost elementary. Like, elementary also in that you would – these are the kind of insults that an elementary school student would say. Like, no one will miss you when you're dead, right? Right? Like, you could die tomorrow, no one would care. You don't matter. Like, these are things that elementary school students say.
0: I thought that was pretty funny. You're right. And even the way Elliot was delivering it, this guy Bill had to have been pretty vulnerable to begin with, but I know I said this last week and I will stop repeating myself, but as I mentioned, I've been to tour a facility that reminds me so much of steel mountain. It was this big, big, server facility up in Massachusetts somewhere. And I had to drive like six hours from New York City to get there. And I felt like I had a very similar tour like this one. It went on for hours and hours. And, and I don't know if these guys I toured had their own fire department, but we know of big technology campuses that have their own fire departments and supermarkets and what have you.
2: Car wash fleets.
0: Mm -hmm. So when
2: you showed up to this place, did you uh, have an appointment or did you tell them to look you up?
0: I said, you're nobody. You're nobody. (laughs) Yeah, look up my Wikipedia page, biatch. (laughs) (laughs) It was a prearranged tour and I was super late because I got stuck in so much traffic and it was – It went on and on and on, and it was a really strange facility, and there was a lot of security there.
2: Did you have any food while you were there?
0: I was really hungry and cold because it was also the dead of winter. I have a memory of this place. like It was like Frankenstein's Castle. It was so remote and in the middle of nowhere. I think it was near like Andover, Massachusetts or something, which is not nowhere, but anyway.
2: Have you ever had a chance to visit or tour prisons or jails?
0: Only Alcatraz. How about you?
2: I actually have had a few experiences, uh, both places that have been shut down, like S21 in Cambodia, which was the prison that was used to house uh, a lot of political prisoners who were executed there. And then Alcatraz here as well. uh, But also San Quentin was able to tour that as part of my judicial fellowship. and speak to some of the prisoners there and it strikes me that the way that we treat our memory tapes in places like steel mountain is better than we treat our human beings in these prisons but the architecture is very similar
0: well put henry i can only imagine the whole prison industrial complex here and the conditions under which some of those prisoners live. If we don't ever have that opportunity to tour those places, we just see these representations in in media, like we see Fernando with his ball bouncing cellmate and Orange is the New Black or Orphan Black had a prison scene. And it almost gets glamorized in a really strange way where it's a really serious situation.
2: And as this episode and then sort of hints at the next episode will reveal... Elliot kind of gets an idea of how it pairs to hack both Steel Mountain and prisons or jails.
0: Yeah. But unfortunately, part of the plan goes wrong when they finally get rid of poor Bill and his kitty cat. (laughs) And they encounter Trudy Davis and she was a higher level supervisor whom they were not expecting and she had so much more of uh, presence and self esteem like you were not going to be able to even though her exploit was eventually found it took a lot more to shake her they really thought on their feet F society in terms of finding her exploit
2: yeah and they just in the end reverted to something very basic and primitive right fear of death Like, the first insult that Elliot laid on Bill was this fundamental human being need to uh, belong and trying to cut that off as if to say, you don't matter. You're not part of the collective. And then the other way you can be cut off is death. And in the end, that's what they find with this woman is the fear that they provoke to exploit her.
0: That was a really tense scene. But when they finally got rid of her and then he turns around and sees Tyrell, I can't imagine how terrified that must have been. Do you think Tyrell knew that Elliot was there?
2: No, I, I, was, I remember when I first saw this episode, I was so surprised. He was the last person I would have expected him to run into. And so my reaction was very much <laughs> similar to Elliot's as WTF, wow. And to try to keep a straight face and to go with it, it's pretty well done.
0: Yeah, I I love the actor who plays Tyrell. I think he's so good in this role. All the actors are so good. And the way he <clears throat> was playing Elliot like a, a toy, like a cat does with a mouse, and was constantly touching Elliot. There are a lot of people in this episode and the one we're going to talk about later, the the next one, Brave Traveler, where people want to touch Elliot. He just shrivels up every time that happens.
2: Yeah. That in some ways is his exploit. People are able to impose themselves upon him and make him uncomfortable the same way that he can make other people uncomfortable with just The way that he looks, maybe, as well as his intelligence and his insight, and as he says, his ability to see their weaknesses.
0: Yeah. And Mr. Robot quickly identifies Tyrell's exploit, which is that he is an arrogant prick, according to Mr. Robot. And it's true. It really does seem like Tyrell needs to feel like he's the bomb.
2: And at least in this episode, there proceeds a series of events that does make it seem like he's uh, in control of his destiny, that he's... Uh, the master of his universe.
0: Yeah, and just the way Tyrell thinks about the waiter, the server who is serving them in the dining hall after Elliot slams the cafeteria, which I thought was a pretty funny move. And of course, completely in line with what would get Tyrell's blood boiling because it's exactly focusing in on that exploit we were just talking about. But that he calls the waiter in his mind a cockroach, exposes Tyrell's contempt for other people
2: and it's exactly the sort of sentiment that Elliot was using with Bill to say you don't matter you could die and no one would miss you that's what a cockroach is right so to Terrell this human being is exactly what Elliot was trying to say to Bill as the worst sort of insult to break a man down.
0: Do you have a sense of what Elliot was thinking when he asked himself to us, the un- the unreliable viewer, am I Tyrell's malware? Do you have a sense what that meant?
2: That's interesting that you picked up on that. Cause I, I saw that too. And I heard that and I started thinking, what did, what did he mean? So, so let's discuss that a bit. Uh, if, Elliot's ter- is Terrell's malware. Then Terrell is the operating system and Elliot is the thing designed or used to, to exploit it, right?
0: hmm That's definitely how I took it. So, hmm, interesting, huh?
2: Well, and so that makes the idea that Elliot is aware that he is a construct, right? Because if you are... Um, like malware, then you're constructed. That's you're something designed. And so that gets at the idea of the both the unreliable narrator is both us, but also Elliot.
0: Yeah. And Terrell takes it one step further in terms of saying to Elliot, not only do I know why you're doing what you're doing, because your dad used to work for Evil Corp. So as we're, what we're hearing is Evil Corp, is the character Tyrell really saying that? Is he saying E Corp and our our senses are being distorted in the, in the terms of the script? But then Tyrell drops that bomb and then he also says, so your exploit is revenge and how banal and normal of you.
2: Well, and that in, in, in doing that reveals his own uh, exploit within that in his arrogance. Right, to say, I have you figured out and I've dismissed you. It's banal. It's not even worth me f- confirming what I think I know. And I think it's contemptible.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting the way that Elliot is so completely undone by Tyrrell and how much of a handle Tyrrell has over him. And I I think Tyrrell is kind of frightening.
2: And do you think that it also touches on class a bit? Like it's never
0: really directly
2: stated, but I feel like part of the entitlement that Torrell carries himself with is this kind of European white male upper class comfort where Elliot, we know from some flashbacks as well as uh, from what's been revealed through these various episodes, comes from a much more blue collar background. His father was educated, but they went through a lot of economic hardship. And he, seen, and he both currently lives and has lived in pretty blue-collar or solidly middle-class areas.
0: Yeah, there's definitely that class element of with Tyrell and his whole lifestyle. And it comes through in, in that scene very strongly. Tyrell even jokes at one point, even the greatest people are driven by human banalities. We're all human except for me, of course. So... He throws that into he definitely masters what it is to be an entitled white male with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, he's in a
2: bit of a way, the Aryan Ubermensch, right?
0: Yeah, he's pretty hot. (laughs) I mean, not because he's an Ubermensch. I'll take that out. But he is pretty good looking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. But anyway, I thought it was interesting when we switched to Darlene and Trenton, where we learned that the Dark Army has pulled out of the whole deal and they already decided to long ago. And there was another fake video game in the background. Did you see that?
2: No, I did not. What, what did it say?
0: This one was a war game and it had, I think, of an image of a soldier in full green army gear and it was called dark soul s-e-o-u-l soul like as
2: in korea soul
0: yeah obviously not a real video game
2: so the dark army is the hacker group that is uh working with f society right yes dark soul well okay so the reference is is korean Mm -hmm. and so i wonder if in some ways that's a reference to also the dark army
0: Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. Isn't that cool? They put all those Easter eggs in there. hmm So I don't know if we have a sense what the Dark Army's up to for pulling out. I guess somebody named White Rose is involved, and Darlene's just not having any of it. She has impulse control issues, clearly.
2: <laughs> uh, Elliot seems to attract a smorgasbord and spectrum of troubled women.
0: speaking of troubled women i thought that the dinner party scene with tyrell and his wife joanna and the new cto guy and his wife sharon i thought that was one of the most uncomfortable best written scenes i've viewed in a while
2: so yes uh, scott knowles the person who has taken tyrell's coveted CTO role have a very awkward and uncomfortable interaction. And it's defined by this kind of passive-aggressive jousting, both verbal and intellectual. There's class involved and displays of wealth, positioning of wives as these trophy pieces. It's really interesting because both men are using their environment and things around them to ways wage, wage this silent contest.
0: Yeah. I thought it was fascinating because we were just commenting on how Tyrell conveys this sense of being very elitist. And then he meets this, this guy, Scott, who I feel like at this point has completely one up Tyrell at every move. And in many ways they are mirrors of each other, the two couples.
2: Yeah. And so if Elliot is Tyrell's malware, and Terrell thinks he's Scott Knowles malware. What, what is Scott Knowles?
0: According to Terrell, at least to his wife, Sharon, he's somebody that if you were married to him, you'd want to blow your brains out. <laughs>
2: and, and he tries to make this very aggressive move to assert dominance over this man's wife in his own house. It's a pretty bold play by Terrell.
0: Yeah, Terrell is certainly bold and impulsive and crazy. And his wife is right there along with him. Joanna, I don't understand what motivates her. Is it, is it conferred ambition?
2: We're not sure because I, I I caught this on this most recent viewing where Terrell says to Elliot as he walked through Steel Mountain after he says hello to these men, like, oh, you know, those guys – They're the financial backers of ISIS and the Hezbollah, right? And he says something to a guy about like, hey, say hi to your wife for me. And so it implies this familiarity with international financiers of terrorism and maybe provides a clue to his background and the fact that he speaks foreign languages. He obviously is educated and speaks English very well. What is this man's background and what is his training? Maybe it's, it has that sort of angle.
0: I think there's something to that. And it's funny because when you think of a, a CTO, you, you might think that a chief technical officer that always means somebody who is exactly that. They're focused on building the technology and the infrastructure, but there are official CTO roles, and many of them are. Much more political, part politician, it might be part criminal, maybe part spy or mercenary, savvy business person, and technologist, all wrapped into one package.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have to remember that this is a guy who likes to beat up people to blow off steam. What sort of background is this?
0: Yeah, We also see that Angela, who's going to be stuck living with her dad in Jersey, I love how they ragged on Jersey in that line, she's going on her own path where she's literally facing a fork in the road when she's jogging, but she's going through a transformation herself ever since she saw the news story about Evil Corp's role in her mother's sickness and eventual death.
2: I think not only Angela, but... Torrell and as well as Elliot are at these fork in the road moments. I think we should note where Torrell is in terms of his feelings of mastery and arrogance and his brashness and where all the respective characters are because they're each at these moments of inflection that the rest of these episodes in season one will kind of play out.
0: We see Shayla having lots of interactions with Elliot, where he seems so happy to be talking with her. And that can never be good.
2: (laughs) As a character actor, when you have that sudden burst of lines midway through the season, that can't be a good sign. I
0: think we've covered a lot that's happened in this episode. Is there anything that you wanted to add or talk about in terms of predictions for where this is heading.
2: The exploits that have been revealed are going to cut both ways. The rest of the episodes, I think, will play with this, I guess, balance of power between both the people who have the exploit and the people trying to exploit those exploits. It will be interesting to see how that continues to evolve.
0: I hear you. And I want to thank you, Henry. And for all the people who have subscribed and rated and reviewed this podcast on iTunes and other means, I can't wait to talk with you about Brave Traveler, the next episode in season one. So I'll talk to you soon, Henry.
2: Yep. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Stop it. Stop it. Can you stop packing for like five minutes? Can we just cash this out like adults? I love you.
0: You don't even know why you're crying. Let's get married. Molly, will you please stop?
1: Angela, Angela, you can't just give up on us like this. I've gotta take a little time mountain I must climb Feels like a world upon my shoulder Through the clouds Like love is finally found